0: Hey, how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics. Welcome to the Marvel Hacks Season 7, episode or issue number 5 of the Marvel Hacks as we are walking through the Jonathan Hickman X-Men reboot. Um, as you heard the Avengers music playing you in, uh, the words, whatever it takes, are going to become very, very important as we go through this podcast tonight. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that was synergy, I don't know if that was a happy coincidence, but uh, yeah, we'll come back to it in a little bit. On the line tonight, I have my two favorite model hacks on the line. It's the Sandman. Sandman, say what's happening.
1: Meet you wild people. What's going on tonight?
0: Man, ain't nothing. You know, it's Friday night. I I posted to Twitter, man. I was like, I went for a four-mile walk. I went, um, lifted a little bit of weight, took a shower, you know, cut my hair, shaved, took a shower in South Florida. Uh, you know, mm. it's 90 degrees outside, <laughs> man, it's 6 o'clock, but well, what am I going to do tonight? Uh, I'm going to record a podcast because, damn <laughs> Also, on the night tonight, <laughs> it's, it's Brother Beavon, Brother Beavon, say what's happening. Well, what's up, my muties? Man, Friday night <laughs> is becoming a staple of not doing much of anything other than recording podcasts, you know? I mean, nerd night, baby, nerd night. Nerd night. Nerd night. <laughs> I think NBA is fall night. Uh, Friday now is news night uh, for recording podcasts. Uh, it is what it is, y'all. We know who we are. Yeah. We're not trying to be anybody other than who we are. Uh, so, yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah, so if you hear my voice sounding a little bit rough on this one, uh, it's because uh, I am recovering from Con crutch from Dragon Con this past weekend. Uh, this is also the third podcast I recorded this week. So um, pushing through whatever it takes uh, to get this podcast in tonight. So we're going to do issues number three and number four. They threw the order off just a little bit, and they went, um, you know, they went with uh, House of X three and four after doing an issue of Powers of X. So it it was going alternating one. Yeah, two Powers, and Mm -hmm. now we go to House of X, and then I think the rest of the way out they alternate back and forth. So in House of X three and four, we're going to stay in the year 10 timeline. Um, and we'll kind of talk about that in the other timelines, I guess, in relation to Warrior as we go through it. But let's get into House of X number three, um, Jonathan Hickman, Pepe Larange. Um The quote tweet at the beginning of the book is, You Make Me So Proud by Professor Xavier. And when we get to that, where that quote actually comes up, man, this is a real good moment, too. We were talking before we started the record about, you know, how, there's a lot of emotional weight to these books, Brother B. This is um, it's, it's not just comic book stuff.
2: Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, you know, I, the problem as we get through this, I mean, it, it, part of me has a hard time reading stuff like this and not being like,
1: okay, whatever,
2: you all already announced the follow-on series or whatever. But, I mean, I feel like in some ways they're expressing a lot of the fatigue that the readers have. Um, with these kind of books where there's just this constant pile of misery on the X-Men. And, yeah. uh, you know, we'll get, we get some very clear uh, I'll be right back scenes uh, here in the, <laughs> in the book where you're like, yeah, yeah that, they're, you're probably not coming back.
0: Yeah, and the, the, yeah. there's emotional weight that goes through um, mostly issue four, and we'll get to that back there, Issue three is a, a real setup, and you make, it makes completely perfect sense While they went with these two issues back-to-back. Back. Um, all right, so we started out on uh, Krakoa. Cyclops has assembled a team at the behest of Xavier and Magneto. And um, he's like, all right, we got a team. And Xavier's like, man, I can hear the fear in your mind, Scott, <laughs> as you're getting ready for this mission. <laughs> and he promises him that he won't let him die. And I'm like, this is some bullshit. And he calls him actually my son. <laughs> which was really even more like, oh, boy, that's really a lot. And, you know, Magneto's going to get the quote at the end of, like at that's at the end of issue four, but he says something to the effect, the righteous can never truly die. And I'm like, yeah, uh, you can die. Okay. Uh, he, the <laughs> end of that quote's going to come up uh, in a little bit. Um, kind of what did y'all think of that opening scene, Sandman with, you
1: know, Maher Cyclops yeah.
0: going to his two fathers essentially to mm-hmm. get ready for their suicide mission?
1: Yeah, you uh, know some heavy shit's about to happen because uh, there's a lot of quoting going on, a lot of uh, – uh, you see Xavier and Magneto standing side by side, and you don't have to forgive me. There's a very juvenile moment. And Magneto looked like he's wearing some 70s gym socks in that picture when he's standing beside Xavier. <laughs> I just – I you know I'm, I'm so – yeah. Exactly. <laughs> oh, God. You bring back some bad memories. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I'm sorry, y'all. But, yeah, anyway – <laughs> anyway, yeah, you know that something's going to happen um um we were joking earlier on the uh uh when we first got on before we started recording that um um Jesus, oh, now I just lost my train of thought, but uh yeah, <laughs> that um uh, God, I forgot everything I was good about to say. That's that's wonderful. Okay. Um yeah, but anyway, serious shit is about to happen because you got Magneto quoting and when you, <laughs> he, he's in throughout all the x-men uh books and stuff he's he does throw down a quote or two because he's mm-hmm. always the r- really uh dire moment type person uh of all of the uh the, the mutants you usually come across so you, you already it's kind of setting you up like okay so there's some serious yeah. stuff going on these these guys are probably going on a one-way trip you get that yeah uh these two immediately will-
0: well, with Magneto and Xavier, they have gotten themselves together since, you know, they made this kind of holy alliance here, the superpowers. Um, <laughs> exactly. You knew that this was going to come to a head as they setting up this mission to go take out the mother mode on Orcus. Uh, Orcus is this organization. They've set up this mother mode to make master molds. There's a lot of molding going on here. And, uh, and you <laughs> go over, uh, like, all the sentinels and the types of sentinels or whatever, too, because they uh, lay that out in this book as well. But it's basically to take out the mother mole before it becomes – it goes online, which leads to Nimrod. And everybody knows that once you get the Nimrod, it's a wrap for the mutants. Um, so the team that Cyclops has assembled um, is an eclectic group and kind of pulls from a di- lots of different areas here. So the team beside, led by Cyclops, Wolverine, Husk, Archangel, Monet – Jean Grey, Nightcrawler, and Mystique. Anybody on that team, Brother Beavis, you're just like, well, that was out of fucking nowhere.
2: <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and the one the the one that doesn't even get a name drop is Husk. And you kind yeah, of, yeah, I didn't know who that was. <laughs> you know, she's got some some creases on her face and stuff like that. But I'm sitting here like, I don't know, she might have green hair. Is that Polaris? I don't even know. And, but right. they were like, yeah, but we, we're pretty sure we have to tell you it's Monet, otherwise you're not going to get that one.
1: But, yeah,
2: you know, they, yeah. the other thing, too, is, is like, you know, I guess she's been part of the story, but, you know, Mystique and even in her stance here is, like, she's, like, one of these kids, not like the other one. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And she's an odd addition. There's times of this I feel like that she's just included, oh, maybe almost to, like, show how... Like, she kind of doesn't fit. Um, I don't know. It's almost like a rip on the movies it, to me. Mm-hmm. It, um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it's her her whole role in all this is kind of weird.
0: Yeah. We are talking before that, and we'll come up here when we get to issue four. This could be setting up a swerve. Uh, it feels very swervy. Uh, everything mm-hmm. with Mystique kind like of feels like a swerve. So, the biggest thing that Cyclops tells the team as he's prepping them is that they're not allowed to take any fauna from Krakoa. That mm-hmm. essentially the reason for this, this is a one-way mission. They don't want any, if they don't, if they aren't successful for this, they don't want, um, like Orcus figuring out what they're doing on Krakoa. So they're not allowed to mm-hmm. exit out of the, you know, open up a gateway or portal or anything like that. If the mission isn't successful, which, uh, Arkans only gets his one lines of the book here. He's like, why no flowers? Essentially. Um, And, you know, this is a one-way mission. If it's successful, that's great. If it's not, oh, well. Um, And so, yeah. And there's this whole debate about innocent civilians on this thing. You kind of picked that up, Brother Beavis. I didn't know why that was thrown in there. I I got the sense it was almost like that discussion in clerks um, about the workers on the Death Star. Yeah. I mean, I guess they're trying to
2: dispel the illusion that, like, a handful of people could be making this mutant ending civilization, but I, I don't know, think it's just another kind of uh, another opportunity to contrast the morality of Wolverine and Cyclops. And I think uh, mm-hmm. you know one of the things these books have done well is really elevated just in really subtle ways, and it's not that far above the rest of them. But really put Cyclops as kind of the lead character from yeah. amongst the from anyone who's not Xavier or Magneto. Uh, mm-hmm. And so that, that, mm-hmm. that I think it's really just kind of
0: another chance to show a little
2: Cyclops versus Wolverine. Moment. Yeah, and it, they right.
0: have this note later on about the high, kind of the hierarchy here of the heroes in this group, too, you know, where you have your two clear leaders with Magneto and Charles and then um, Scott directly underneath that, but then everybody else is underneath that, and it really wouldn't matter of the order. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, this, yeah, is, these, this is the three-headed leadership here, and everybody else is just soldiers in this particular fight. And, you know, I mentioned this in the other podcast, Wolverine, which, too, I love, that they've kind of minimized him to, like, kind of being what he was in the books originally, just like that dude that would handle situations (laughs) or certain situations but wasn't trying to be portrayed as the leader of the team or anything like that, which I think is a better fit for him as a character. Um, Yeah, bravo. Bravo on that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Wolverine was becoming, not becoming, or was becoming Batman. It was just overkill in (laughs) everything, and it was just too much. And they just, I mean, they overpushed the character. It's John Cena. But anyway, all right. um, (laughs) All right. uh, So there's a pause in the books there where it talks about the machines and the different versions of the Sentinels. Uh And so right. the order went from Sentinels to Master Mode to Mother, World, Mother Mode to Omega Sentinel to Nimrod. And Nimrod is bad. Anytime Nimrod comes online, that's the wrap for the mutants. Game over, uh,
1: boy. Game over. Yeah. yeah.
0: And the, oh, the the idea of the Omega Sentinels is going to come up a little bit later in the book. Did you sense why they put that in there, Brother Beavis, or just as a preview for what's about to come? Because that's all I saw it. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, so Karima is an Omega Sentinel, and yeah. I think she's she's from the relative. I did a little bit of research, but not enough to care. I mean, she's from the relatively <laughs>
1: recent, but she is an
2: Omega Sentinel. But, yeah, it's like basically <laughs> these sleeper agents. And it's kind of – it's almost like if you remember when Nimrod was first introduced, like that construction worker dude picked up the gym, and then he was kind of both of them for a while, and then you never heard about that dude anymore. So – Right. I mean, I think yeah. there is this idea of, like, transformation from human to mutant. But I'm assuming two things. Number one, it has to be in here because Karima's significant to the story. She's been in, you know, books in different forms up to this point. Um, mm-hmm. But also this idea that one of the end games is that basically all of civilization gets digitized and joins the phalanx, um, right. which is sort of here. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's, it, it's featured because it's going sort to of play in the story, not so much that we've heard as much of it uh, as everything else we have. Master Mold, Sentinel, Nimrod, I mean, that's been lore from ever since we've been raised. And I, you know, I think it's here because it's part of this story. You have to be told. Is Mother
0: Mold a new thing? I i mean, it was Me in the Dark yeah. Ages. I think so. Okay, yeah i never heard of that before either. I was just thinking that that was, you know, maybe it was something that we missed during the Dark Ages when we weren't reading it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the next scene is Project Achilles, where they, um, the mutants, uh, they've set up this uh, super-powered prison uh, for 30 prisoners, it says, um, and mostly handling mutants. And Sabretooth is brought there because he had gotten captured after that incident, I think in issue number one against the Fantastic Four and he's right. brought there, and this is a great scene for Sabretooth because he can become <laughs> such a one-note character, but they had actually at least let that note play out. He's the vanilla big man for sure, to use a wrestling term, but they let it play out so well where it doesn't get overkill, and I thought like Sabretooth was shown to be pretty powerful in this particular scene. Sandman, what'd you think?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Sabre, too, and he, he, he gets extra points for staying in character because he does not give a fuck about nothing. He's going to spin on the floor. He got, like, 30 guns trained on him. He's like, yeah, I don't care. I'm going to get free. I'm going to kill all y'all. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, impertinence, the um, audacity that he shows. It's another mm. word I'm looking for. But, yeah, yeah, he's uh yeah definitely in character. He doesn't give a fuck. And they're about to send him to jail, and he doesn't care. And yeah. and then we have Miss Frost and her cuckoos, I think walk in and change up everything. So yeah, to uh,
0: use a wrestling term. Uh, Saber Tooth is living his gimmick um, <laughs> for yeah, sure. Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it, it is a great scene. He's just like, well, you know, this prison is set up for them. They do everything there. So they got guards. They got judges. They got the prison there. Like, everything is really one-stop shopping uh, for, you know, mutant justice, air quotation. And, uh, yeah, so White Queen does show up with the cuckoos, and um, they're going to look to spring him out, you know, uh, use this line every time we use this, diplomatic immunity from the And... Uh, <laughs> Uh, She calls diplomatic immunity because that was something that the United Nations granted the citizens of Krakoa, even though he gutted and killed all of these particular people. And she's like, you know, get used to it. Like this is the the new, essentially the new world. She calls it a brave new world. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, mutants aren't going to be judged by humans anymore. And, you know, pulls up and pulls him up out of that court and walks out. Uh, it's a pretty powerful scene, Brother Beavis, uh, with uh, Emma Frost. And I like Emma in this role, not as a hero, but kind of as a instigator and shit there. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. I mean, once they've sort of put all mutants together, then that, that kind of works. Uh, the thing, the funny thing to me, uh, because this has just come up in the news, they they drop the monkey bomb on, on the humans. You catch that?
0: No, I didn't.
2: Mm. Yeah, did so say? one of the cuckoos is like the monkeys are uh are <laughs> <always blind>. um,
1: <laughs>
2: the monkeys are playing with guns again or something like that. Like, oh yeah, she dying. does say that. That's oh, right. it looks yeah. to me like the monkeys are using tools again, Miss Frost. <laughs> and this was just, just on the heels of the uh gorilla comment and 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 uh reduced for the weather lady and whatnot. So yeah. that struck oh, me. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, Sabretooth is the quintessential Sunday night superstar. I mean, they always push him, but seems like <laughs> he's the villain. He just folds. So yeah, yeah. yeah but, I, I, I wasn't sure right. how this fit into the rest of the story.
0: Yeah. Other than they um, just
2: needed something to break it up.
0: Well, mm. I, I, you know, I was thinking about Sabretooth as I was walking today and thinking about the book. And I was like, he's Sid Vicious. He looks good yeah. in the shorts. You know, and he can do all, he can do some moves, and, you know, he's, you know, he's okay. He looks the part.
1: Yeah. He so can like, stand and there and look menacing. Like,
0: yeah, but there's no yeah. depth to the character. Like, there's of, no depth, know what I'm exactly. Yeah, there's no depth. Outside to of him, maybe know.
1: the connection to Logan, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it. it's, yeah, he's Sid
0: Vicious or Psycho Sid, or Sid
1: Udy, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. All right, so...
0: um we, I skipped over a part there because after they went over this all the different Sentinels, there was like a black page in there that talked about Nimrod being the end of the world or whatever, and it talked about the, essentially every single step that we get through, and especially about Moira X going through this whole process, about her dying, mm-hmm. about her reincarnating, and about how we are gotten essentially to this point, how they learned about Orcus, how they know that they have to take Orcus out. Be or taken out before Nimrod comes online. So I mean, I I did skip that, but it was kind of weird that they put that in there because if you've been reading the books, I mean, I think you could kind of get that. That's right, kind of one of the easier yeah. parts to follow it. Yeah, there. Um, but they did throw it in for the for the if you needed the recap. Uh, so. And then they go over this Omega cycle and where they turn humans into Omega Sentinels. And Karina, again, is the one that we would probably most know. And it comes up a little bit more in issue four, because there's, there's obviously a history between her and the X-Men. And we'll talk about that when we get to issue four. Um, but
2: beyond that,
0: and then now we get to the part where we're going to get the attack on um, Orcas. Uh, Something that hadn't come up, Brother Beavers, in this kind of book and these books so far is that you really hadn't had a straight-up comic book moment or moments, this becomes a straight-up comic book moment. Like this yeah. attack on this become, is a straight-up comic book moment.
2: Yeah. Yeah, they do. It does. You're right. I mean, I didn't think in those terms. And you, on the one hand, it's not a straight comic book moment. moment. Up to this point, but at the same time, it's not like it feels slow or boring. You know, there's there's definitely stuff going on. But you're right, they don't. It's almost like they didn't need the costumes up to this point, and now they do.
0: Yeah, that too. And it's almost it. As I was reading, and I was like, man, this feels like a movie. Like I could see them filming this and turning this into something. Because as the mask, the mother mold sits there you know, and they're on the base talking about all these things about it coming online, it's boom, automatically, like, hey, wait, you know, we got somebody coming towards us, you know, they're 25 million miles away or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, wait, what? They slingshot it <laughs> across the moon or something, you know, and we all know who it is. It's the X-Men. They're in the Shi'ar craft. They're on their way there, and then they're taking their – um uh, steps or whatever to try to prevent them from coming on. And it's really kind of funny because the people on the ship are just like, yeah, well, nope, it's too late to do that. Nope, too late to do that. Nope, <laughs> can't do that either. It's like we thought we'd have, yep. like, this mother mode online long before um, they discovered yeah. this, but it's it's really yeah. just too late.
2: Well, so that so, was one thing that, did, that was in that black page where they were talking about one of the things they'd instituted was this um, – this almost, I guess, probably another form of AI that was looking for indicators that something like orcas could be online. And I think yeah. there was a reference to that earlier in the book as well. But that was the one thing that they sort of drew back into is that, you know, the X-Men had 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 put together some system that would recognize the existence of this thing. And there's a line later on where they talk about how they're like, they're, they're locked between Mercury and... Uh, between mercury with mercury locked between the earth and the sun which would imply they're visually obscured from earth so this definitely was supposed to be a secret the x-men weren't supposed to know about it but in all of Morris prior experience that's what at this point where they're aware of it well before this facility was even prepared for it
0: right and and they had set, and in the first issue they had talked about sending the sentinels away to go mine like on Uranus. Or something. <laughs> I just wanted to say Uranus. They had <laughs> sent them far away so that like bringing the sentinels back like like they weren't going to be able to get there on time to stop them. They were really there on their own as the X Men to kind of make their attack. And you know and their plan is to come in the 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 mother mold is um, attached to four uh, collars they call it. And they want to disengage those collars and have the thing fall into the sun, and that be the end of it. And, you know, Cyclops is leading the mission. Uh, Nightcrawler is going to teleport in. But It's kind of funny. They, it's, I, I would call it a plot twist or whatever, because they say he needs, uh, like, on, you know, sight to teleport or whatever. So he teleports from the ship onto their ship. On sight, sight unseen, I would say, but whatever. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah. That's <laughs> so, plan. They have yeah, plans, yeah, that kind of yeah. So, but yeah, he he teleports in. He winds up teleporting against uh, one of the doctors there and Karina. And there's that light about you know, yeah, Karina. He says to her, "What a surprise!" And she goes, "Hello, Kirk." So there's obviously some sort of history with Karina and the X Men uh, of some yeah. sort. But uh, yeah, so the plot is on Y'all to. to Google you know, it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, figure that out. <laughs> But, yeah, so they're there to try to see what's going on with this plot, and her, the doctor's husband is one of the soldiers there, and he, um, he's really, uh, you know, kind of trying to figure out what they're going to do to stop them. Once they land their ship on there, they start drilling into the thing to be able to breach to the hull of the ship. And he really gets to the conclusion that the only way to be able to stop them is to take them out um, – uh, harry krishna style uh that's it like we got to blow this whole thing up and that's what he does he hits the button he says goodbye to his wife don't let these mutants win and kaboom and then that's really the end of this issue
2: um and that's just this is just stupid like there's no reason why <laughs> got that man this yeah point. this is, this <laughs> he is could, stupid he couldn't what now? Like there's a they're they're like oh yeah we know Nightcrawler he's like low yield short distance he just teleported into four places blind there's no reason he couldn't have taken people with him in fact he yeah. does it later on there's no reason he right. couldn't teleported them from inside the ship to the other side of the wall without that take it through it this yeah. this is dumb this is a yeah. this is what haters like to call a plot hole
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: it's a don't think too hard about it moment. And I get that part too. Yeah, because it just—I was like, Man, wait a second. Y'all saying that he needs to be sight to sight, but he just took from a yeah. ship into this other ship mm-hmm. that he couldn't see for sure. Um, and, but but honestly, um, they probably need to like update his powers or whatever too. You know what, mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like they probably should like allow yeah. him to be. To, yeah, he should be able to do that, and he also needs to have more than typical strength. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so the end quote is uh. That Magneto quote from before, so it's for you to die, you would have to be forgotten, and no one forgets a founder of a nation. Um, That's interesting, because (coughs) Cyclops is really the one that's going in to do this, not Mm -hmm. Charles. And if anybody's going to die in this thing, it would be Cyclops. And so it's kind of weird that they give him that. But uh, overall, what do you think of issue three, Sandy?
1: Um. I like it like pretty much. I'd like most of the other uh, issues we finally see, you know, some direct uh, contact. This is the, uh, the bottleneck, the, cr- the very crucial point where they have to stop this thing. The mutants I'm talking about, obviously uh, they have to stop this or they're pretty much done uh, because they're about to activate the basically skynet. And yeah. <laughs> if they don't stop it, it's, you know, it, it's, it's curtains for them. And you see both sides kind of acting with, Uh, some desperation maybe stupid desperation like uh, Beavis just said yeah there were there were a couple that I would kind of raise an eyebrow to I was like "Eh, really Mm. but (laughs) for the most part I still uh, like the uh, like the overall issue it's got some um, parts that are a little um, yeah okay like you said you have to ignore some things but I still like it Um, (laughs) uh, Mm. it's just another part of the overall plot that, that that this Timeline they keep seeming to be going down, despite their best best efforts, just seems to keep getting to these points. And now we're just seeing one of those points played out in front of us.
0: Brother Beavis, you had said when you originally read this that um, it felt like filler, like our first yeah. filler issue, uh, because we had gone through them. We were like, man, there's going to be a filler or a guest, a guest artist here coming soon. You felt, felt yeah. three felt like filler.
2: And, you know, in retrospect, I think maybe what I was reacting to is because this is more... There's more action than anything else. It just reads fast. It reads more like a modern comic um, than what we've been used to for all the, the rest of the series up to this point. Because, you know, there is some there's some kind of setup, and there is the interlude with Frost, but after that, it's just like bang, bang, bang. And I think, in, like I said, in retrospect, that's probably more along the lines of what I was reacting to. And, you know... If you if you once in in the context of the next book as well, you know it's like it just they took a little bit of room to tell the story. So I, I think I can I look at it a little bit differently after the first read. Mm.
0: Now, Brother mm. Beavis has been studying Krakowin in his free <laughs> time. Uh, they did not give us that uh, scale and all of that stuff to not do it. Now he's just That's that dude. That would yeah. use his freaking super <laughs> decoder ring to, uh, to <laughs> interpret what the freaking Krakoan is. And so he told me before we started recording, he's like, hey, man, uh, each next issue, they tell you what the next issue is or the title of the next issue is in Krakoan and the previous issue. So before we get to issue four, what, did, you, what, did you decode what this issue was is called, issue four?
2: So I would have to go back to three to see what it was. But after
0: okay.
2: on, uh, after the, for you to die, you'd have to be forgotten. They give us the, the alphabet decoder ring then they give us the lineup right. of the next issue. And then there's a graphic with the X. So below the X, it says next. Um, and then the title of the issue is it, uh, what it says, what it's decoded is. It will be done. And that's mm-hmm. the title of house of X four. So you go to the next page, when it says next, if you decode it, it decodes to something sinister. Mm. uh, Presumably the title of the next power of X title. Now, they've given us that otherwise, but um, yeah, so that's the thing.
0: That's the thing. Awesome. That's the thing. Well,
2: yeah, so that's kind of (coughs) where we are
0: here. We are in uh, House of X number four. Uh, again, Hickman and Pepe Laraz, uh, And then it talks about a little bit, the quote tweet at the beginning is, No More, by Professor Xavier. And we get into this, and it starts to talk about um, the elimination of the mutants. And there's a retcon mm-hmm. moment here that's pretty freaking huge um, that might get skipped over if you're not really thinking about it. But it's really just talking about, like, how many mutants that there were before and then human moments and other moments that actually eliminated the mutant population. So there was the Genosian massacre that killed 16.5 million mutants. And then there was defamation, which was essentially um, no more mutants
2: mm-hmm. where
0: um, Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, um, you know, depowered or de-cla- uh, depowered a, a million de-powered. mutants. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But, it also, when you go down the thing that says list of humans who have committed mutant crimes, M- Wanda Maximoff is listed there, and they list her as the traitor or uh, there's the some other they call her. The, the, pretender. the pretender. Right, so yeah. now Wanda is not too. a mutant. <laughs> yeah, so we're talking about erasing decades of freaking uh, comic uh, book history here if somehow now Wanda is not a mutant. Now, remember, they made more uh, a mutant and now Wanda is not,
2: possibly? Is that what that means? Uh, MCU yeah. doesn't hold the Avengers license. Or the yeah, license. I uh, yeah, I was
0: thinking that, too. Yeah, I was thinking that, too. I was like, is that related to that? But now that's not an issue. Yeah, I think it has more to do,
2: if you think of it in terms of, like, now that they're regarding everyone as either Krakoan or not Cohen. perhaps mm-hmm. more like that. Like, not necessarily mm-hmm. that she doesn't have a mutation, but just that, you know, she's not considered a cartoon or, you know, a, you know, one of them because of what she's done in the past. That might be one way
0: right. to take it. Okay. Yeah, but pretend so kind pre-
2: of, yeah,
0: pretend gives it a sense like, like you know, she pretended, I mean, you know, for lack of a better word. She pretended right. to be a mutant and, you know, she depowered. So I, I, there's <laughs> next to no mutants left. There's only 198 of them left. Uh, this is post declamation yeah. That's it, and um yeah,, and it does give all the human body counts you know of people obviously, obviously the sentinels have the highest body count, but they count Wanda as an avenger with her freaking mm-hmm. <laughs> her kill thing of all those familiar, yeah, she wiped out everybody uh,
2: pretty much, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, anybody on that almost. list are you like, man, they they got a high number, brother, B. This is the same man, anybody, anybody got like a higher number you thought that they would have. The Reavers got forty-eight. Um, that must—that had to be all uh, Marauders, right? Or um,
1: Morlocks? Uh, hey, speaking of the Reavers, Donald Pierce was a member of the Hellfire Club, wasn't he? Oh no, he was a cyborg. Uh, yeah, he's was a, a cyborg. So he's kind okay. of a human. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. gotcha.
2: The, the one thing I took out of this again is it's sort of acknowledgement that there have been these events and things like that before, and, and I appreciate that. Um. You know, not all of them right. led to any sort of lasting change, but, you know, and I wasn't familiar with a lot of them um, mm. as as sort of events. But that was kind of the thing I I looked at is, like, they're, they're, again, I, I kind of looked at this as a nod of, like, look, we know you, we've hit you with these things, like, basically every year or two years to the last 10 years, we're going to at least make it relevant to the story we're telling. And I think mm. that's significant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, be- I mean, yeah, acknowledging what happened before without dwelling on it, um, you know, not being married completely to it is probably a good idea. So back on Krakoa, this issue starts, and essentially they're trying to form a singularity here because the the X-Men team is at least at least 25 million miles away from Krakoa, at least. Um, and so Xavier's powers are, although strong, maybe not quite strong enough to reach that far across. And so there's eight mm-hmm. mutants together, powered uh, with hopefully by the cuckoos and storm. You know, she has to bring some water up. If you really look in the background there, there's a lot going on. Uh, Hank is there. Sage, but they don't have her No, yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on in the background here. Sage. Yeah, yeah there is. Oh, yeah. okay. For Xavier to stretch his mind out. You all the way out there to be able to make contact with the team out in space. And he finally does, and he gets Gene on the phone. Um, <laughs> and it's like, hey, Professor, uh, yeah, uh, shit went left. Like,
2: when?
0: yeah, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> um, <you know, laughs> put it lightly. Uh, yeah, we underestimated yeah. the humans, and uh, they got us. Uh, and so it's her with Monet. Um, and so let's go list off the dead here. So dead off the top are Husk and Archangel. Didn't get a chance to do anything when the ship blew up. Uh Nightcrawler's got some internal injuries. Uh and Wolverine is air patient, not himself.
1: Um not his
2: yeah, full self. Yeah, I didn't pick up on yeah, that. Yeah, his left arm is basically
1: yes. missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So um yeah. So there's things going on here. Um and they're, you know, Xavier's like, oh, my gosh, that's terrible. And Magneto's like, but can you complete the mission? Like, that, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> yeah. was yeah. uh, like, can you complete the mission? And as Gene is saying, I don't know, Cyclops is like, yes, we can finish it. You know, if mm-hmm. we don't finish this, this was all for nothing. And, you know, so loyal soldier on.
2: Yeah. Yep, soldier How on, you go? Cyclops
0: the leader. I mean, there's a lot happening in these two pages here. The you know after the quote book or the quote page from uh, from Xavier I mean this is a lot, brother Beavis. I mean you know you got dead heroes and uh, some kind of grossness at least with Wolverine uh, to tell this story.
2: Yeah, with his arm growing back in. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. they uh, you know I, I think the 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 going in assumption has to be there's some plot reason why. The explosion that was the big cliffhanger it wasn't that big of a deal, but they start us off mm. with a couple of deaths right off the top. And, you know, Hus doesn't even get her name check until she's dead. And yeah. you know,
0: we've been talking about mm. angels useless, damn. As well as a long yep. yeah. <laughs> so useless, yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> Archangel is useless, too. Yeah. He's terrible. terrible. Yeah, I. I, guy. I, I I was just struck by yeah. Magneto. I was like, no, oh, that's terrible. But can you complete the yeah. mission? Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I'm sorry, but is can you get this done? <laughs> and Xavier's kind of in the same boat, too. And, um, yeah, so anyway. So, yeah, so, so the plot is still the same. We still need to get these freaking collars well, one off. one thing we
2: haven't touched on. Like, so we know that Magneto and Xavier have all of Mora's knowledge, but it's not clear that everyone else does. Mm. Okay. Right. so... Right. You can you can understand why Xavier in particular would have a different view of things or Magneto who's been shared with that as well, but you know, for for the rest of the team, you know, if they're if they're just on faith in Xavier, man, that mm. screwed them over a lot of times in the normal six sixteen run. So Right. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean if you yeah, if I'm kinda of borrowing from uh a follower Twitter or whatever, uh, Stephi Will on uh, Twitter or whatever, she constantly is quoting or posting things about how Xavier really doesn't give a fuck about any of these kids. Like, he really doesn't. He's put them in so many situations that are not uh, <laughs> healthy for
1: it's them. Argue emotionally, that.
0: emotionally and physically. Yeah. That is really just like he's, you know, almost above the fray on how much he's uh, essentially ruin these kids' lives. Essentially, you know, like the standard Xavier version, essentially ruin these lives to try to make friends with people that hate them. And, um, you know, <laughs> you can kind of see a little bit of that in this of here, but obviously yeah. not to make friends with the humans, but just like, hey, you know what, we're going to put you out on this mission that we know is a straight-up suicide mission, but you're going to do it for me, my son, because I love you and you can't really die. No, I can really die. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> Yeah. So the yeah, plot here, really die. Yeah. Really die. So the plot here is to take these collars off. And so the plot is everybody's going to go and do their part to separate and, you know, to break these off, uh to disengage the collars. So be safe, be strong and win. Those are Cyclops' words. That's it. I'm telling you, you said it earlier, brother Beavis, They put Cyclops in a position to erase all the bullshit they did to him for the past <laughs> ten years, man. man. I mean yeah. <laughs> Finally. I, I mean, think
1: they know. Yeah. Yeah, he really I think they should. know that they,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he should be their Captain America, and, you know, they're finally doing it, and thank God. Um, so the doctor was Dr. McGregor, and she's paralyzed by grief because her husband blew herself up or whatever, and they'll make a sentence, and was like, yeah, um you need to get <laughs> over that real quick because this is about to happen. So they send attack teams to the three-collar sites, and another strike team to the remains of the ship. Now, Jean and Monet are staying on the ship. I have a note here. I don't know if y'all noticed this. Why is Jean being played so infantile? Um, she's an omega-level mutant, and she's done Hopefully. diddly-poo in these two books. And I mean, absolutely nothing. Anybody got a theory <laughs> on that? Sam got a theory on Jean, um, she's childlike in her innocence and abuse of her powers?
1: Uh, because the plot needs it to, I guess, because that's the only thing I can think of. And not only that, she's wearing her old Marvel girl uh, costume, mm-hmm. too, which I don't know why that makes any sense outside of it. It's mm-hmm. just classic, but <laughs> it doesn't... I mean, yeah, I mean, she's... Uh, even um, if she's not the Phoenix, she's still hella powerful, you know? So, yeah. I mean, I don't know why... Um, unless, I mean, they don't explain anything. Oh. But is, is she, like... Pre-Phoenix-level um, Marvel Girl, Was that, is that what's going on? That
2: one she's uh, and a low
1: level things. telekinetic?
2: Yeah, that's one of the things they call out in the mega-level stuff, that she's a mega-level telepath but not telekinetic. So that that mm-hmm. is potentially part of it, because just the telepathy or power levels would be different. Um, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, so a, a more radical theory would be that we still have no answer for what these pod people are. And mm. we've seen right. that even in this apparently real timeline, uh, Xavier with the with the cerebro on his head seems to exert an undue influence on the X Men that we know. So, is it possible mm. that this is you know some sort of clone slash manufactured version of all these X Men? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that's yeah. I don't know if that's going to be the case, but that's also a possibility
0: right Did you get a the parallel here from like you know cyclops gathering a team for xavier uh like giant size you know he gathers this ragtag group of mutants even though that he knows them to go on this mission to this island now it's not an island it's fucking space um to take on this whatever foe and um i was like oh man we're kind of maybe pulling from giant size I, you know i don't really know um but that didn't turn out so great either in certain aspects yeah. either um so, yeah. So anyway, so they go out to get to these collars and they're successful. You know, they disengage two of the collars. Wolverine and Nightcrawler disengage two of the collars. The other two on the strike team are Cyclops and Mystique, which and then Gene and Monet are, yeah, are back out on the ship or whatever. Um, and Gene provides an update because the Sentinels, are all, they're almost there. You know, they were going to be too late to, to stop them initially, but they are definitely on their way uh, to get there. And then we were talking about this brother Beavis from before about um when well, we we'll get to Mystique in a second but like how Mystique might be like a swerve or whatever because when Cyclops is calling for her like hey yeah. are you there are you there are you there mm-hmm. and she's like oh i got um i got turned around or something like that and um yeah. when she yeah, yeah when she does to go to disengage her collar um she, <laughs> she gets the, the Mr. Burns uh Drop door in the office, man. <laughs> it's just drop it's the moon door. That's the moon door yeah. from Game of the Thrones. The Dropped off into space. That's a great piece of artwork, by the way. When she gets dropped off and reaching towards the camera yeah. like that. Um yeah. Yeah, That's a great piece of work. Um, and she gets dropped off. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, they,
2: the it. the plot is they they send her to, I guess, one of the more habitated uh, sections of the thing, so she can blend yeah. in no mm-hmm. um, but she yeah. we never see her using her actual powers right she kind of screws them all over so mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. yeah i i kept expecting her to like turn but yeah. she does look like she got sucked out into space but you yeah. know, so i don't I don't know i was i was more expecting a turn like from this heel point turn. or around this point on yeah. right now i i don't know it's just Maybe they were expecting to send somebody else. Maybe they were going to send Archangel. if He died. So they got stuck. In, uh, Mystique. But again, I, I, I almost, I mean, the way we've seen, the way we've inferred like subtle shots at other aspects of the comics, I mean, I could almost read this as like, yeah, Mystique sucks. I don't, you know, I don't know why you guys keep watching movies with her. She kind of sucks. And she isn't the next minute and she kind of screwed him all. I mean, I
0: can, right. I could read this like that. Yeah. Like yeah, this is a good convenient way for her to not be a part of this team, so let's just get rid of her. Uh maybe she's gonna turn into like the sun or something, and maybe that's how they'll prove that she didn't die. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Um so we said Monet and Jean were back on the ship still, the uh, what was left of it. Um Monet puts Gina in an escape pod, and again, this whole thing about, you know, again, an Omega-level mutant, and Monet is the one making the save on, although I think, wasn't Monet also on that list as an Omega-level mutant?
1: Yeah, I I think think she was. I
0: think
1: she was. She's supposed to be a powerful mutant at the very least. Yeah, well,
0: she has, well, I mean, if you're using the Generation X version, she has telekinesis or telepathy? She has telepathy. I think she has
1: telepathy. They even show her in Marvel Girl. Um, yeah, talking to, to uh, Professor X. So I think she's yeah. uh, at least a defense-powered uh, mutant. As as but I don't remember
0: her story. being a shapeshifter or whatever. Because when they yeah, yeah, I don't that remember that. I was, was going to ask her about yeah, that. Yeah, she shapeshifts into, I don't know, she looked like Husker's powers. Well, so Husker. in,
2: in Generation X, there was this character that looked like this that was mute, and the big reveal was, and Monet was also on the team, and the big reveal yeah. was it was like, they were either twins or one and the same stuff like that. I didn't go back and read it, but this was,
1: there was a separate character
2: in, uh, they showed up almost like the first villain in Gen X, but it turned out to be an aspect or a relationship.
1: Yeah,
0: great. To, to mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Side brother topic. Do I remember that terrible uh, pilot for Generation X that Fox set <laughs> Yes. Well <Yeah>. oh, dude. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God.
0: Oh, God. Go YouTube it, y'all. Woo, Lord. That was back in the Dark Ages era. Oh, got kind of like, what, 95, 96? Absolute terrible. Yeah. Yeah. I watched that shit. I thought it sucked that gun. It did. Uh, You you, you remembered correctly. So, yeah, so she pushes Gene out into the escape pod, and Gene is out, and then Monet goes off to die, essentially. You know, she gets some offense in, but she gets to die off screen. Spoiler alert. Um, And then... Uh, we now get down to the last two or the last mother load, Cyclops or mother load, the last collar. Cyclops is successful with his. There's the one left that was supposed to be Mystique, and there's just looking like no way to, um, to cut that one off. And then Dr. Gregor or whatever decides, you know what, we're just going to turn master mode on or the mother, mother mode on. Like with then like, wait, you know, she hasn't fully sent it yet or whatever. The Omega Sentinel tries to stop stoppers. Like she might might be sane, like it doesn't matter. Like this is what we're gonna do. We're not gonna let them <laughs> you can use the other word. Not gonna let those niggers win. Um and um, <laughs> you really can yeah. substitute the word. You really can. And um You can. And so yeah. yeah. And so she turns that on and you start to get the countdown clock like in you know, in the um in the, the the boxes there, you know, through each individual panel or whatever, and it starts to count down. And then it really, like, in this thing, can we do anything? What can we do? Is there anything to do? And Cyclops has to make this leadership decision because he knows the only way for that to actually happen is to have Nightcrawler teleport Wolverine out to the sun, essentially, and him mm-hmm. cut that, that last collar. And I was yeah, saying, even before we started to record. The scene between Nightcrawler and Wolverine, that is a powerful-ass scene between two friends that have been in these books that we've been reading for 30-plus years. Uh, that is a hugely powerful scene between those two brother brothers. So I was like, I mean, I'm not a crier, but if I was, this would have been one of those moments.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was a, you know, for our other, one of our other long-standing podcasts, Game of Thrones podcast, you know, with the Red Wedding, was a section I had to go back and reread. Like you read it, you're like, Well And go back and reread it. And so there was a part of this where I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, whatever, crossover death, it's no big deal. But this mm-hmm. was this was different. And uh, yeah, like you said, the the connection. And you know, I think they've overplayed Kurt's religious aspect in a lot of mm-hmm. ways. But he seems mm-hmm. pretty well tuned at this point. And the interplay between him and. Wolverine and the, like the instant incineration of Nightcrawler and Sun. Yeah. I mean that that's tough yeah. to see. And then Wolverine and then uh, you know I, I almost I missed it the first time I read it, I read it but like you know, the dialogue is the Mother Mold is coming online. To see, yeah, you know that she isn't mm-hmm. insane, She isn't ready. And, um, mm-hmm. You know what they what they do save themselves against and then Cyclops' reaction. So yeah, absolutely. I mean it's uh, for for as jade as you can be to read this mm-hmm. it's like this is a you know pretty strong characterization It's a pretty familiar
0: characters. Yeah, and Wolverine is like, yeah. you know, it's, you know, what is it like on the other side, you know? Yeah. And it's like what what what's it like for sm what can right. I expect? You know, and like know, somebody by, like me is <laughs> Yeah, someone yeah. like his 9 is great. He was like, you know, when you wake up from this earthly slumber, look for me. I'm like, damn. Yeah, that, know, that's, and that's bam.
2: powerful. <laughs> yeah, that's and powerful. bam.
0: Like, he goes out there, and like you said, he disintegrates immediately. I mean, there's nothing with Nightcrawler left once he gets him out there. And I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, I mean, dang, that is rough. Um, It's rough. And so, yeah, so as the mother mode is coming online and really just spitting out all kinds of words, but not really – all kinds of words, it's really kind of like, you know. The Would you say that viewing Aatrox yeah. from its mouth? Yes, yeah. thank you very much. Yeah. I, well, actually, <laughs> my initial, my original run here was like, it was kind of like when um, Ultron came online in Avengers 2.
2: Yeah. It was just yeah. kind of like, right. you know,
0: kind of trying, it was coming online, it's kind of figuring out everything, like all at once, and, you know, kind of processing that information so quickly that it may not seem like it's making sense. But its last line before it gets cut off is like, oh, yeah, I'm about to kill all of you, mother blankers. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> the last line before it falls in is, oh, gosh, where is it? And with it we uh, will burn
2: you all. We've yeah, we have
0: your stolen fire, your
1: fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. There was no doubt of so, what I was about to
2: do. Yeah, <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I uh, was like, whoop, well, there's the end of that. And so you're thinking like, well. When I was reading it, and I'm like, you know what? Damn, that book's going to end like that. And I was like, oh, but no, it doesn't. <laughs> and the funny thing is, it's like, oh, man, I didn't catch it till the second time I read it. You know, Cyclops gets him you know, he gives him the freaking the 21-gun salute or whatever. You know, he's like, you know, Wolverine's the best man, you know, best man I know. You know the bravest, bravest man Wolverine, I know. You know yeah. yeah, bravest man. He falls yeah. into the sun, too. And, you know, and when he communicates with the professor, he's like, you know, we did it. It's done. You know, it cost us our family, friends, and our family. And, you know, he starts to communicate with Gene. He's like, you know what? I'm on my way. She's like, I'm on this, you know, escape pod or whatever. And I, the science on how he was going to get to the escape pod was a bit <laughs> off. <It laughs> so was like, Wait, what
2: now? <is>. He's like, all right, I'm gonna
0: use
1: my powers to do. I was like, wait, what?
0: Yeah, Uh, it was another one of those raising eyebrow moments. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is because comics. I was like, okay,
1: like, how is he gonna get there? But he's like,
0: all right, I'm on my way. You know, she's like, he's like, we're gonna just go ahead and float back to Earth. And she's like, at least 25 million miles. She's like, with no food, no water. And he's like, yeah, bad company or whatever. It's like, you know, we're gonna die. We're gonna die together. You know. He's and like, like, oh, then before we
2: smash on the way back.
0: Yeah, exactly. If I, I got to go out, and uh, before he can do that, um, he gets attacked, uh, gets shot by uh, Karina, and you know she sent some like nanites in there to kind of shut down his system and power or whatever. And he's like, you know, capturing me right now doesn't mean anything. Everything's done. Like, what does it matter? And the doctor, you know, whose husband blew himself up and killed everybody, she's like, Yeah, I ain't taking no prisoners. And blam, blows that motherfucker's head man. off. I'm like, fucking
1: cold, cold blooded.
0: Mean, yeah, I mean, honestly, this is like crazy, like as an ending. And then, you know, Gene feels that out, and they didn't use that. The two-hour Sonic rapport, they didn't use yeah. it, but <laughs> she feels it. But then, in the process of that, because this is the thing I didn't catch the first time I read it. The Sentinels do find her escape pod, and they get in there, and they kill her ass, too. They're all <laughs> yeah, dead.
1: Quickly, quickly.
0: <laughs> all of them yeah. Yeah, I mean, two panels before dead. she died. Yeah, all of them. all dead. There's not one everybody dies. in this thing. Yep, everybody yeah. dies. And I'm like, well, now that book is over. And, you know, <laughs> but Xavier gets the quote at the beginning, and he gets the quote at the mm-hmm. end. And he's like, you know what, that's it, no more. No and more. And now you gotta. You kind of have to wonder that has double meaning, you know. Is it like no more, like no more mutants? No more, like I ain't going to take this shit no more, you know, or no more whatever it takes. Like i can bring bringing that from the, you know, from the Avengers thing. Like, you know, our, what does that really mean? You know, and we know we're going to get a reincarnation with Morra here because it's not going to end like this. So Morgan right. X is going to come back you know, uh, something sinister is the next issue, correct, Brother Bevan? Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
2: so we make... The one they they teased after that is called society. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: So So maybe
2: they're making,
0: you know, maybe you make a deal with the devil of some sort. With the devil, yeah, maybe he's going to... With these pod people, you know, because we really haven't gotten an explanation to that. Um, I, I don't know, uh, but I know this was a really solid issue. Uh, so
1: <laughs> what were you thinking about issue four, sad man. Yeah, um, I finally remembered what we, I had forgotten earlier. This um, I said before that we started uh, recording, this is uh, exactly like um, There's a Future Past Part 3, if it existed, because mm-hmm. everybody dies, man. There's an ultimate sacrifice. You got... The main core of of uh, characters are uh, gunned down pretty much one by one. Well, not gunned down, but dead. <laughs> and it, either mm-hmm. way, you know, in the in this episode, uh, Xavier's closest students and stuff, you know. So, and yeah, and it looks like it's heavily implied at the end that you know he's gonna be more on on the path of Magneto. Or maybe even the path mm-hmm. of madness period. If he's, if the uh, title with um, sinister means anything, yeah, he's going to go like, okay, it, I'm tired of, you well, know, it's all dying every time. I'm going to do whatever the hell it takes to prevent them mm-hmm. from killing us, even if we lose our souls in doing it. What a, right? I mean, that's extrapolating a lot, but that's what I got out of it. Yeah. I, <laughs> so uh, yeah, this is a powerful freaking. Uh, episode, man, the issue, yeah, just Nightcrawler and uh, the Wolverine thing, like you've already talked about, that was insane, and mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the after Cyclops died so quickly and brutally, and then uh, Gene dies so quickly after him, and man, it was, and that's how it would happen, probably, there was no quarter uh, given, spared at all, mm-hmm. and they all just died, and it's deep, man. This is a good issue. Yeah, it's probably yeah. one of the best issues.
0: Brother Beavis issue four in relation to issue three.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think you know when I read these, I'm i lately I'm I'm so excited to see the story that you know there's not like a grand reveal, I'm like mm-hmm. man, I don't know. But I mean, like rereading again before the podcast and then going through with you guys, I mean, I definitely have more appreciation, and it seems like you know, one of the things they're doing, like, the either, whether it's the emotional and the graphic nature of the death um, here, I mean, they, I think they're trying to underscore that, you know, there really is a toll here, and I do believe that, you know, it's, we, the theme has been, Xavier's going to break all the rules, and I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what rules he hasn't broken, because his main thing was, like, he wasn't going to control people's minds. But
0: right. it seems
2: like it's going to go mm-hmm. beyond that. So... yeah, um,
0: yeah. yeah, he's going to get yeah, he's pushed to the breaking point for sure, you would think. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's seen all of his kids die uh, yeah. multiple times, yeah. really, now. You know, multiple times. hearing about it for more, right? you know, like mm-hmm. he knows how this ends, and he's doing everything he can to stop it, and it still happens. You know, even though Nimrod doesn't come online.
1: Yeah, they actually won.
0: Yeah, they actually won, but lost. The everything.
1: cost was so great, though. So, right. Was it really even worth
0: it? know, mm-hmm. yeah. because now think about who we has left on Earth: the Cuckoos, Sabertooth, uh, mm-hmm. Emma, Beast, Storm, 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 um,
2: yeah,
0: Ma- and Magneto. I mean, that's your—you know—they say there's 198, when well, we lost Broke, seven of Gambit, them.
2: <laughs> yeah, who
0: have never been seen? <laughs> yeah. that's right. <laughs> oh, was the first one? Please. He yeah, played. Yeah, that's
2: right. He both, was. Played. He
0: did. That's right. Mm-hmm. So I mean, they maybe
2: more
0: still out there. They haven't even
2: tagged yeah. into
0: it. The <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's not. a little, little big, man. oh yeah! Oh no, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. They
2: got a ton,
0: just, They got a ton of books that won't sell left. <laughs> <laughs> they, got a, they got a bunch of heroes that nobody cares about left. Oh God,
1: that's for sure. Yeah, I mean,
0: as awesome as this has been. Again, knowing that in October they're gonna launch a whole bunch of books, and I'm just like, "What in the entire hell are these books?" Um, that doesn't like make <laughs> me excited. So I'm really like enjoying staying in this whatever this yeah. is yeah. from Hickman at this point. But um, right. yeah, I, I yeah, I thought this. I, I thought issue four was super solid in conjunction with issue three. Like I said, definitely good read back to back. So
1: yeah, this is a two part of the same story. Yeah.
2: This is very uh, yeah, and again yeah, yeah. it's and, one movie. You know, and,
0: you know? And kudos for them for not sh- sending out, like, a double shot, you know? Like, sending yeah. out a double issue yeah. for them. Right. You know what I mean? Because right. they could have done that, and it would have, it, to me, without the anticipation of what's going to happen from week to week there, you lose probably some of the impact. And Because um, when I opened 4, I didn't have any idea that that was going to happen. I was like, oh, they're going to go on this mission, and, you know, you know I'm not thinking, you know, because comic books rarely do these types of things. They're not going to go out and kill mm-hmm. every freaking X-Men that went on this mission. That's never going to happen.
2: Oops.
0: Oops. Oh, yeah. Corex. Yeah, no, <laughs> I never thought that was gonna happen. Right. So um, yeah. So yeah, kudos to um, yeah, kudos to Hickman man. Uh but I could also, like I said, people have been like, you know, this seems like it's really cool or whatever, you're all talking about it, but I'm just gonna wait for the trade. And I could totally understand why people would say that. I could totally understand that the week-to-week part, yeah. and, you know, had trying to having to put it all together and having to go back. Like, I totally get why somebody was like, you know what? I'm just going to catch the trade. Um, so, but not us. We're powering through, y'all. So, next week is Powers of X number four? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Powers four, and then, it again, it alternates week to week until we get to six and six um, to end it. And I think we're all on the same thing, that there's, it feels like a swerve is coming. We don't know where it is or what it is, but it definitely feels like um, it feels like something's afoot um, with this. So and you something know, something
2: I have not been able to figure out is yeah. they show the calendar, release, and there are three titles highlighted in red. Mm-hmm. Right, at the end of the mean.
1: book. Okay. And House of yeah. X
2: two. House of X. two. Five and,
1: X6. and powers of X six.
2: I think that's been consistent. I mean, the one thing I noticed as I was looking back. I, I, when, I think in the like, the more uh, timelines, it might be that one is the red timeline, one is black. But I don't, mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it seems like nothing in here is accidental. So. No, for sure. Mm-hmm. No.
0: Right. Yeah. For sure.
2: Um, yeah. Right, yeah right.
0: you're Right. Mhm. Mm, that's a good thought. Yeah. Not. You know what? I'll, I'll. I'll screen cap that. And kind of send it out and see if anybody's got any theories on that. Uh, the yeah. fact that they're on schedule seven books in. Is yeah,
2: wow. I mean, yeah.
0: yeah there's that. that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> uh, did y'all see that? That uh, you know, we're not doing blurred us, but did y'all see that uh, Doomsday Clock book got delayed again? Like, there's another oh. delay. No, oh, my, oh my god! It's been going. This is really? Kevin Smith. Ter- yeah, this is Kevin Smith territory now, man. Like we were just oh, talking boy. about taking like two years off of writing a book, um it's ridiculous, uh but anyway, right, um, cool. yeah uh we we're worried about how they're gonna stick to landing. I mean, we've been very consistent yeah. on this, like this is really good, you know, but you've gotta be good. able to finish this in a way that makes sense to launch into this, uh-huh. however many series of books or whatever that you have, and you know is that just gonna be some bullshit timeline? Yeah. I saw something today. Mm-hmm. Like I, I sent y'all that the other day about that um the new kind of little mini series or whatever event that's coming about the puzzle pieces or whatever. Um, you mm-hmm. know, there's some mystery coming. I saw the X Men version of that and the three mm-hmm. people standing there were Xavier, Magneto and Apocalypse. Like they were the three people standing there on the X Men version. I'm like, okay, so yeah, and it was Xavier horror, with Cerebro man. on his head. It was Xavier with silver on his head. So that means... Ah, Yeah. So that means he... Some version of him makes it out of whatever this is. And Apocalypse, you know, died in a different freaking timeline. So... And Magneto was there, too. So if I can find it, I'll send it to you again. So stick to landing. That's basically it. Yeah, Yeah. I
2: I agree. It's it's a legitimate concern. If if we're still going to be skeptics after seven solid books, then, yeah... Even when – even before crossovers were annoying, annoying it was like uh, tease, 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 reveal, and then on to mm-hmm. this, right? So, right. you yep. know, they could, right. They, right. Could, they could lead us on and have some big kind of rushed finish that would be extremely unsatisfying. But yeah, uh, the pacing feels right. Um, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. – I'm, I'm loving it. I mean, I, yeah. I feel like <laughs> – in a fictitious world where anyone from Marvel listens to our podcast, this <laughs> is like their "shut the fuck up, nerds." Here's what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this, is, this, is what, this is what we've been bitching
0: been, about. Yeah, we've been Shitty. bitching about for four years. Yeah, it's like do this. We're giving it to you. Shut up, dang. Yeah. Shut up. Oh, yeah. Let <laughs> us do it. Yeah. Awesome. Shut up. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So we got uh, just a few more weeks to go with this. And like I said, we all of season five here is going to be this book. Right? we're not doing any other books, no, you know, no DC stuff, whatever. It'll lead us into whatever it does until the fall. But uh, yeah, all mm-hmm. right. So that'll wrap up uh, episode five of this season. Uh, and maybe, maybe find this podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, you can find me, the uh, producer, at Brothers Comics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find Sandman at Sandman415 on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, brother B, this is in the ether. Um, Brothers Comics business, um, not a lot. Uh, Recom-
2: recovery. Yeah.
0: Nope. <laughs> right. yeah, recovery. You know, my brother decided to not go to Dragon Con. I couldn't let that freaking badge go to waste. Uh, so we wound up going up there. Uh, it happened to coincide with a freaking hurricane that was literally headed straight towards my address um, there for a minute. Uh, holy cow. Like, I mean, it literally yeah. looked yeah. like it was coming straight to where I live. Um, and in in you know, Alabama. Yeah, in Alabama. <laughs> yeah. God. Talk, about, it. Talk, Talk about, about a different this. podcast. Jesus. Um, <laughs> Lord. Um, anybody. but Yeah. yeah anybody. <laughs> Any normal person twenty twenty. Um, so he, um, yeah. So he didn't go. So I was like, I'm gonna go. We had to leave. We had to rock up the house, you know, and put the shutters all up or whatever. Go up there, you know. Dragon Con's just amazing, you know. It's a lot of people. Uh, definitely gets into <laughs> social anxiety stuff because there's just so many people everywhere. Um, I did forget my uh, my video camera where I'm, you know, usually interviewing creators and stuff. I left it here, brushing out of here. So I didn't. I went as a fan even though I had the media badge and you know took a bunch of pictures I've seen a lot of them whatever you can see them on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook or whatever but yeah uh, just yeah great con. so but yeah that's it Mm -hmm. alright so that's it so as X-Men the animated series starts to play us out uh, I am the producer of this podcast and I'm signing off Sandman go ahead and sign off
1: alright people looking for the next episode looking forward to the next episode of X and uh, we'll see you next time Alright, and brother, let's go ahead and sign off.
0: We'll try oh, to get something. Yeah, we'll try to see if we can get Hush back, but uh, don't bet on it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, everybody. We'll see you on the other side. Peace. Peace.